Live by every word. That is the challenge and the opportunity the Bible gives to you. This program examines the actual words that have proceeded out of the mouth of God Himself so we can use them to guide our paths and live by them in our everyday lives. This is Live by Every Word. I'm Dwight Falk. Thanks for joining me here on Live by Every Word on Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG and online at kpcg.fm. We have a live link at thetrumpet.com as well, and all of our programming is available in podcast forms at those locations and wherever you like to get your podcasts. Christ gave his uh, famous Olivet Prophecy in Matthew 24, and one of the key points that Christ stressed was the need for his people to be urgent. Urgency. The dictionary defines urgent as requiring immediate action or attention. So there's a focus on urgency, as we'll see. And Christ shows us that we are to be urgent and specifically what we are to be urgent about. People can be urgent about a lot of things, but Christ wants us to be urgent about some particular things. Notice uh, Matthew 24. We'll look at a few passages here, most of them in Matthew 24. I think we'll have one other one. Um, So if you have a Bible handy, it'd be great to get that out. We can look at these uh, passages together and see what Christ says and make sure that we're striving to uh, follow his admonitions. Matthew 24, of course, it's an excellent uh, chapter, and the prophecy is vitally important to look at every part of it, but uh, because of time constraints and our focus today on the, the urgency side of it, we're going to look at just a few parts of Matthew 24. We'll start in Matthew 24 and look at verse 32 to begin with. Christ says here, Now learn a parable of the fig tree. When his branch is yet tender and puts forth leaves, you know that summer is nigh, or it's near. And so Christ is telling us to pay attention to the signs. He just had gone through a list of things to watch for. Of course, his disciples had asked him about his uh, second coming and what they should be looking for in anticipation of that. And so he gave them signs to look for. And then he tells them here, okay, learn the parable of the fig tree. When you see it begin to, to bud and put forth leaves, you know that summer is near. And we know that. We can look at the seasons change and we know what's coming. Has there ever been a time in your life when you didn't know what season it was? (laughs) I don't think so. Some days feel a little funny. You know, some days it doesn't feel like the season it actually is. But for the most part, we know the season that we're in. That's a pretty obvious thing. Verse 33, Christ says, So likewise you, when you shall see all these things, know that it is near, even at the doors. And so what he's talking about is those events leading up to his return. When we see those things beginning to happen, know that his return is near and all the events surrounding his return. Those things are about to happen in a very serious way. And so we have to be watching for those events. Christ talks about what those events are here in Matthew 24. And again, you can go through that whole chapter. We also have a reprint article on that at thetrumpet.com that talks about Matthew 24. And of course, the Herbert W. Armstrong College Bible Correspondence Course goes into detail on these prophecies as well. So if you'd like to learn more about those uh, prophecies, particularly Matthew 24, please check out our information there. It's all free, and it's at thetrumpet.com. But as we see these things coming to pass, these events that he mentions, and, and they are, 
if you look at what's happening in the world, they certainly are, then Christ says, we know that his return is near, that it's even at the doors. It's at the doors. We can know that. And, you know, if you think about a major event, if it's about to happen and you know it's near and it's going to impact you, you're pretty urgent about it. I mean, you do what you need to do uh, to prepare for it. You're, you're urgent in your preparation. You think about Olympic athletes. You know, they're urgent in their preparation for their event. And uh, in most cases, they train quite a few years for one shot at it. They get to get to participate in an event, and they have to really be ready for it. So they're urgent in their preparation, especially as that event is coming closer. They're very urgent about it. They're not casual. They're not lazy about it. They're there. They're ready. They're watching. They're on time. Because this is their moment. People who find out that they have just a short time to live often become quite a bit more urgent in their day-to-day activities, the things that, you know, they really focus on at that point. Um, They really look at the things that are more important and and really put effort into having um, uh, the proper urgency because they know they're limited in their time. And so we, we, we understand that when we look at things in the physical realm. And Christ is telling us, hey, look, be urgent. Be urgent about these things. Pay attention to these things. Know when this major event, Christ's second coming, know when it's at the doors. And he he talks a little bit more about that attitude as we go through uh, this prophecy here. He talks about being urgent and needing proper urgency. We have to have urgency. Christ wants to see what we will do with the time we have. What are we going to do with the time that we have? Are we urgent in our preparations for Christ's return? Or are we putting it off and saying, well, I'll get to that later? It's something we have to think about. Notice the passage here outside of Matthew 24. This is in Ephesians 5. If you'd like to hold your place in Matthew 24, we'll come back to it. But notice Ephesians 5, this point's made also in verses 15 through 17, about how how we should be urgent because we don't know exactly how much time we have. We know it's close, but we don't know exactly how much. But the principle here in Ephesians 5, verses 15 through 17, it says, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore, Be you not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And so again, we see the message of being urgent about using our time effectively. Redeeming the time because the days are evil, as it says. And then understanding what Christ's will is. If we don't understand Christ's will, that means we're not wise. If we do understand it, that means there's wisdom there. And we know what his will is. He tells us in Matthew 24 to watch. His will is that we watch. That's part of it anyway. And and as we watch, then we grow and we develop. And there's there's a a lot that um, Christ wants for us. But a big part of that is watching. That's his will. Watching includes doing God's work, as we will see. It's not just casually sitting on the sidelines. It's actively supporting his work. And he talks about that, too here in Matthew 24, but it's all comes from this urgent mindset of realizing that we are in the season of Christ's return and we don't know the day or the hour, but we need to be urgent. 
Matthew 24 again in verse 36. Here's where Christ says that specifically, and sometimes people quote this and don't really use it correctly, but he says, but of that day and hour, talking about his second coming, knows no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. And so sometimes people will quote that and ignore the rest of what Christ said in Matthew 24. Absolutely, we don't know the day or the hour, but he just told us that we should know the season. He told us we should know the season. You know when you're getting close because of these events. We know when it's at the doors. That's why he gave that parable, because we know we're in that season. So we're in that season, and we have to be urgent in this season, preparing for the return of Christ, watching, watching events, and being motivated and being urgent to um, really be ready for his return, doing his work today. He tells us we should know the season, and we should know when his return is at the doors. And if we're not watching, well, then we won't see it. We won't be urgent. And if we're not urgent, we probably will stop watching. See, they go hand in hand. Not knowing the exact day or hour should make us more urgent in our preparations, not less. We should be urgent. Notice Matthew 24 here in verses 37 through 39. Christ gives us even more indication, more things to look for that show us that his return is at the doors. Verse 37, he says, But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and knew not until the flood came and took them all away, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. So it's going to be like it was in the days of Noah before the flood. And as he points out here, people were marrying, giving in marriage, they were eating, they were drinking. And again, there's nothing wrong with those things of them by themselves, but it's the way that they were doing them. They were eating to excess. They were drinking to excess. They were breaking God's health laws. And they were marrying and giving in marriage in ways that are not according to God's law. They were breaking God's law on marriage and family in many ways. And Christ says, okay, when you see that, when you see it get like that and continue to get more that way, you know you're getting closer to the return of Christ. And so when we look at the world around us, we certainly see that there are a lot of problems with eating and drinking, with marrying and giving in marriage. So Christ says, okay, when you see that, you're going to know that my return is close. As in the days of Noah, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. And that society perished in the flood. They perished. It took them all away. They were living their lives in opposition to God's laws. And today, many people don't think that matters much. They don't think the law matters They think that's uh, maybe an old law that doesn't apply today. Well, it does apply today, of course. That's why Christ gave it as part of something to look for here. You know, what was wrong with the days of Noah? The people were breaking God's law. If God's law didn't matter, then what difference would it make? Well, God's law does still matter. People were doing things the way that it's contrary to God's law and having a lot of problems because of it. Noah warned them. 
He warned them for quite some time, and they did not heed it. And then what happened? Well, as Christ brings up the history here and confirms it, the flood caught them unawares and took them all away. And uh, the people were, were killed, except for no one, his family. So when we see a society living in a way that is in flagrant opposition to God's laws, then Christ said that we're close to his second coming. Now you can read verses 41 and 42. That's talking about two women. And we'll look at, uh, I guess, part of that in a moment here. But, but you, can, you can study into that a little bit more. There's a lot of detail on Matthew 24 and a lot to understand about it. And uh, again, we have a reprint article, thetrumpet.com, that gets into a lot of that. And of course, a lot of other material that's free there too that really uh, will expand your understanding of Matthew 24. But there's two churches. There is a church that's loyal to God, that does God's work. And then there's a group of Laodiceans who don't. You see, they're not urgent. They're not doing God's work. They might be doing something. The indication is there's some type of work there. They're grinding at the mill, but they don't do God's work his way. There are people that do work on this earth, all kinds of different groups and organizations, and they're doing something. They could be quite busy in it. They could even be urgent in it, but they're not urgent in doing God's work. They're not urgent in obeying God. See, that's what we have to be urgent in, obeying God including following Christ's admonitions here to watch. And uh, in so doing, we support God's work. And also we um, look at growing spiritually ourselves. And as we support God's work, we grow spiritually. All of it in preparation for the return of Christ to this earth. Following God's government is essential. Not doing our own thing, but following God's will. That's what's essential. That's what Christ did did it perfectly. He always did those things that pleased his father. Matthew 24 and um, verse 42 here, it says, Watch therefore, for you know not what hour your Lord does come. Don't know. Don't know which hour. Uh, And he said that earlier. We don't know the day or the hour. So Christ tells us to watch. We have to watch world events and that he prophesied would come to pass. And there's a type of urgency that's needed to do that. And, and watching then also builds that urgency in a right way. We have to do God's work. Supporting his warning message. There is a warning message that he sends out in love and in mercy to warn people. Because he's a loving father. He doesn't want to see calamity come upon this earth. But again, if people continue to live as they did in the days of Noah... Well, then catastrophe comes. Global sin brings global destruction. But Christ tells us to watch. Watch, therefore. You don't know what hour your Lord does come. But again, he did say we should know the season. We should know when it's at the doors. And he really puts an emphasis here on doing God's work and the importance of being urgent and doing God's work at this time. Notice verses 45 through 47. Who then is a faithful and a wise servant. We all want to be accounted in that group, right? Faithful and wise. And they're going to be a servant, serving God, doing God's will. It says, whom his Lord has made him ruler over his household to give them meat in due season. So God places leaders over the different uh, 
areas of his church, humans that that serve him and do his work at that time. Well, there's there's a wise and faithful servant that that gives the household of God meat in due season. Of course, it comes from God the Father down through Jesus Christ as the head of the church, then to the human leader. But they have to give meat in due season and be a ruler that does that. And then, of course, we've got to be following that direction and making sure we're supporting that work and and serving God and helping in that way. In verse 46, blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he comes, shall find so doing. What's he doing when Christ returns? He's doing God's work. He's not fighting it, certainly, nor is he just sort of on the sidelines. He's doing it, very active in doing it. And verse 47, Verily I say unto you, that he shall make him ruler over all his goods. See, those that support God's work, they're developing character, they're developing leadership capabilities. And God can say, look, you know, they they did all this great work. They used their time. They knew that Christ's return was soon, it was at the doors, and they worked hard, and they did my work, and they warned and gave my message. And so, They're qualified to rule over lots of things, all his goods. Ultimately, that's what the universe, (laughs) it's it's everything. But they've developed the character to do that. They were urgent in it. You know, just even think about it from your perspective. You know, if you owned a business and you had to give it to somebody and say, well, I want you to be ruler over this, and you gave them a, a small job to start with, well, you'd watch and see how they did, right? You'd watch and you'd see and say, okay, well, what are you going to do with it? And if they worked hard and they were found doing, then you'd know, okay, I can give them this company. I can give them this responsibility. And if they were lackadaisical about it, didn't put on a lot of effort, said, well, I'll get to it later, never really got around to it, you wouldn't give them the company, right? Of course not. It's very practical. But sometimes people can spiritualize some of this away and just get caught up in other things. There's some very practical things here that have to be done. God's work has to be supported and it has to be done according to Christ's lead. We have to be urgent in doing God's work. Notice verses 48 through 51. But, and if that evil servant shall say in his heart, my Lord delays his coming... See, here's the other side of it. Here's, here's the person that's not urgent. They have this attitude of my Lord delays his coming. It doesn't say that they don't think Christ is coming. It just means eh, they think it's down the road somewhere. They're not urgent about it. He says, and shall begin to smite his fellow servants and to eat and to drink with the drunken. So what happens is they begin to get caught up in this world, get into some of those things that they shouldn't be into and in some cases begin to fight against God's work. Verse 50, the Lord of that servant shall come in a day when he looks not for him. See, he's not watching. He's not urgent. He's not really looking for Christ. And Christ returns in an hour, he says, that he is not aware of. And what happens? Verse 51, and shall cut him asunder and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. That's eternal death. That's what will happen. You have, you have two categories. Those who are urgent in doing God's work and supporting his work and growing as they do that. And those that say, my Lord delays his coming. And that group that's urgent and doing God's work, 
they're made ruler over all of God's goods. And those that get caught up in the world and to eat and drink with the drunken, they lose out. They're cut asunder and appointed their portion with the hypocrites. Christ really emphasizes being urgent, watching, being a doer, doing his work, and making sure that we are preparing for the return of Christ. It's an exciting time, and we're in that season. And now is the time to be as urgent as we can be in supporting the work of God. If you'd like more information about this topic, again, we have a reprint article, Matthew 24. It's at thetrumpet.com. And, of course, the Herbert W. Armstrong College Bible Correspondence Course goes into detail about these prophecies as well. And that's free at thetrumpet.com also. That's all the time we have for today on this edition of Live by Every Word. Thank you for spending some of your time with me. I'm Dwight Falk. Until next time, let's all strive to more perfectly live by every word of God. You've been listening to Live by Every Word on Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG and online at kpcg.fm and thetrumpet.com.